Get Back to Basics with Judaism 101 with Rabbi Michael Katz. Hi everyone and a very good afternoon to you. Wonderful to be in your company this afternoon. It is a Wednesday and it is past 2 o'clock and that means that it's time for Judaism 101.9. Here with Rabbi Michael Katz, my pleasure to be with you and to be able to share some thoughts with you for things, events that are happening around us, things that are coming up, and things that we need to know from a Jewish point of view, from a Judaism point of view, from all of the happenings, everything that we see and everything that we hear and everything that is surrounding us. From a Jewish point of view as well as from a regular point of view, we need to learn from it, we need to take from it, and we need to glean from it a mode of behavior and a way forward from a Jewish Point of view, and that's what this program is about, teaching us, hopefully, or sharing with you some of the things that you may know, some of the things that you may not know, some of the things that you once heard, and things that you need to hear again, perhaps, and to embroider upon. And of course, we're always open to questions. We're always open to suggestions. If you have any of those, please contact the station. Please be in touch with us and let us know what you would like shared, what you would like discussed. On Judaism 101.9, be happy to oblige. Um, otherwise, we kind of just go with the flow of the year and the time, sometimes adding in some uh, outside facts and factors. But um, thinking about anything from a Jewish point of view is really what our program is about here, Judaism 101.9, and we try to keep it just to that. So today we'd like to, I'd like to discuss with you some of the things that I've been thinking about, of course, in preparation for the show and in uh, thinking about what we're going to talk about today, we're going to keep to part of our usual format, which is to do something from Pirkei Avot, from the Ethics of Our Fathers, being that these are the Shabbases that we discuss Pirkei Avot, that we learn from the Ethics of Our Fathers. And of course, this Shabbos, we complete another cycle of the learning of the six chapters of Pirkei Avot, of the Ethics of Our Fathers. So we'll share something from Chapter 6, from Perik Shishi, from the sixth chapter of Pirkei Avot, of the Ethics of Our Fathers. Now we know that the sixth chapter is kind of like an addition to the five uh, former chapters. Um, It's sort of extraneous to them, kind of an add-on in a way. But it is canonized in and is part of the sixth, six chapters of Pirkei Avot, and we consider it that way. And here we will share something from chapter six, Perik Shishi. And of course, then next week we uh, begin the cycle again, um, doubling up a little bit in the last weeks of Elul in order to complete the cycle once more before uh, Rosh Hashanah, on the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah, when we will do the completion of uh, the next round of Pirkei Avot, of the Ethics of Our Fathers. And of course, we're in the month of Elul, so a little bit more about the month of Elul, what it means to us, what it should mean to us, and how we can perhaps, from the uh, wording or the uh, signs of Elul that we did discuss in brief last week, um, perhaps to think about what kind of a role we can play in making Elul just a little bit more important, meaningful, and, of course, um, taking us forward to the coming Yomim Noraim, the high festivals of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, which are now literally just around the corner. So let's begin today with something from Pirkei Avot, from the Ethics of Our Fathers. So 
I have chosen to uh, learn with you today from the third Mishnah in the sixth chapter, and it says, Halomed mechaveroi, perek echad, halacha achas, posuk echad, dibur echad, afilo eis achas, tzarech linhag boikovet, which means, he who learns from a colleague, a single chapter, a single Torah law, a single verse, a single statement, or even a single letter, must show him honor. And if we uh, then go forward in the Mishnah, now we have an example. It says, Shekain Matzina B'David, Malach Yisrael. We found with David, with King David, who was the king of Israel, Shelo Lamad Me'achitofel, Ela Shnei Dvorim Bilvad, who only learned from Achitofel just three things. So we find concerning David, king of Israel, who learned from Achitofel only two things. Only two things. Only two things. Yet he called him his teacher, his guide, and his mentor. As it is stated, and this is a quote then from Tehillim, you are my, you are a man equal to me, you're my guide and my mentor. This is the first part of the Mishnah. We'll stop right there and just think about what it is that we're actually saying. So, Pirkei Avot, Ethics of Our Fathers, has already told us the kind of uh, honor and the kind of respect we have to have for others. We have to deal with other people fa- fairly. We have to deal with other people favorably. We've got to be that example of always being kind to others. Here we are perhaps being shown an insight into something really, really unique, something really, really unusual and strange. And at first glance, it doesn't readily meet the eye. But what example the Mishnah brings stands it all on its head and makes it into something truly unique, mind-changing, and something really, really important for each and every one of us at all times in our lives, and perhaps particularly in these confusing times and in this time of Elul as we're building up to Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Because if we pause for a moment and just think about the importance here, it says that if we learn from a colleague a single chapter, a single Torah law, a single verse, a single statement, or even a single letter, we must show him honor. That is a beautiful statement in and of itself. If you've learned something from somebody else, show him honor. Show him or her honor for what they have taught you. They become your teacher, your teacher, your guide, your mentor, perhaps. But it says here, concerning David, king of Israel, who learned from Achitofel only two things. He learned from him just two things. Yet he called him his teacher, his guide, his mentor. As it said, you're a man equal to me. You're my guide and my mentor. We have to stop for a moment and think about who was this Achitofel? And what was it that he had taught King David? Why did David learn from him two things? What were the two things that he learned from him? Who was Achitofel in the first place? And why is this mentioned as the example that we should know of learning only two things? Well, if if Achitofel was his teacher, surely he learned from him a lot more than two things. If he was an advisor, a guide, a counselor, or a friend, he would have learned a lot more from him. But it's limited here. It's telling us he only learned two things from him. And yet he showed him great honor. He called him his teacher, his rabbi, his master, his mentor. And we need to understand why and how and how this all fits together. Get back to basics with Judaism 101 with Rabbi Michael Katz.
Yes, welcome back. So we are continuing with our thought about the Mishnah in Pirkei Avot. In Pirkei Avot, it tells us that King David showed respect to Achitofel for uh, two things that he taught him. And who was Achitofel and what were the two things that he taught him? Well, Achitofel was a wise man. He was a counselor and advisor to the king, but he turned on King David. He went off with uh, Afshalom in a rebellion against King David. And in fact, it uh, led the Torah to call him a Rosha. He was a wicked person. He was uh, not the most savory of characters. He may have been smart. He may have been bright. He may have been highly intelligent and highly capable. But he was off and um, um, showed a certain wickedness, a disloyalty. And a rebellion, an act of rebellion against the king of Israel wasn't just an act of rebellion, and especially against King David, in the most heinous kind of circumstances. And so this Rosha, this wicked person who turned on King David, one would have thought that, in fact, it would be the best advice to take anything and everything that he said and just uh, throw it out, baby and bathwater and all, and uh, really not uh, give a moment's notice to anything that he stood for, anything that he taught. And the Mishnah here is telling us something uniquely different. And that is that while we may have a sense of disappointment in ourselves when we do something wrong, and we may have a sense of the need to correct within ourselves when we do something wrong, we can also have a sense of judgment when it comes to others and if they behave in a wicked and a terrible, in a heinous kind of a fashion. But that does not mean that we literally, as we said before, throw the baby out with the bathwater. There is still a certain amount of respect that has to be shown for the good things that that person has done, the good things particularly that that person has taught. And it's interesting to note that the Torah goes out of its way to tell us the two things, the two unique things that Achitofel actually taught King David and that he aspired to and that he kept and that he did for the rest of his life. And he attributed them to this Achitofel, a person who turned on him, a person who became a Rosha. He still showed him respect and honor for the two things that he taught him. And what were those two things? Well, interestingly enough, it is said that Achitofel once walked in, I think it was at night time, and he saw King David sitting and learning Torah alone. And Achitofel, who was then a king's advisor, a wise man, said to King David, it is much better to learn together with somebody else. <coughs> you need to learn Bechavrusa. You need to learn with somebody else. You learn so much more when you're learning with another. When you're sitting alone, well, it's only your one set of eyes and your one mind that is being applied to the topic at hand. The Jewish style of learning was always to have a proper, thorough and open discussion. To have this discussion where you have two minds and then sometimes even more thinking about the same point and coming up with different ideas. Well, we see this and we often explore this, of course, in many other realms of our lives, that it's not just always the way that you think that it is or that it should be, no matter what the point is that you're discussing. You may have a certain view in a certain way, but once you hear somebody else's view, perhaps in a business meeting, perhaps in a uh, social gathering, perhaps in some kind of a, other environment, it is very, very important to take cognizance to uh, hear another point of view. And when it comes to Torah, well, Torah is so deep and so 
profoundly um, layered and so many different levels of interpretation um, with the learning of Torah that to just stick it on one level and say, well, I'm just going to understand it on my level and that's it, and not to enable an open discussion, not to enable it to be seen and viewed from a different point of view, which, of course, your chavrusa, your friend, your colleague, your uh, co-student would uh, have the ability to view it and bounce it back at you and help you to understand it from a different point of view. Without that, we're actually not learning very well at all. And therefore, um, this was the first point that Achitofel taught King David. And King David was forever indebted to him. And he called him my teacher, my master, my mentor for this idea. Always learn Torah with somebody else. Don't rely only on your own mind, your own view, your own knowledge. You need to have it discussed. We need to flesh it out and we need to have other points of view. Otherwise, we are getting a very, very limited view of Torah. It is uh, kind of too much in the box and uh, too rigid and not the way that Torah is supposed to be learned. It's supposed to be fleshed out and we're supposed to have other views um, certainly in a Torah kind of an environment that uh, come to bear upon the point. That's number one. Number two. Secondly, he noted the way that King David walked into the room when he came into the study hall. The study hall or the shul is uh, perhaps, uh, for want of a better example in our vocabulary, is uh, the house of God. It is the place where Hashem is the one who is in charge. God is the one who is uh, the, uh, I don't want to call it the owner of the space because God owns all the spaces, but God is the one that we come there to Lord, to praise, etc. We need to make sure that our attitude in entering into that place, while it can be determined and while it can be uh, with a vigor and an enthusiasm, and in fact we're told that coming into shul or coming to a base medrash, coming to a place of learning, we should enter that place with enthusiasm. We shouldn't walk in to that place with a kind of a lackadaisical sort of uh, sloppy, feeling sick type of an attitude, we need to come into the shul with or to the house of learning with an attitude of positive energy. And at the same time, we cannot be haughty. We cannot be arrogant. We can't walk into the shul or the medrash or the knesset. We cannot walk in in a way of I am king and I am in charge and everybody else uh, must bow to what I have to say and move out of the way or else. We have to come in with a sense of humility, but at the same time, an enthusiasm to be able to learn, to be able to pray, to be able to connect with God, whether it is through our tefillot, through our prayers, or, of course, through our learning of Torah. And this was the second point that Achitofel apparently taught to King David. He learned from him the attitude, the posture of how one should enter into the Beit Medrash, how one should enter into the study hall in order to come and learn Torah. Now, even though Achitofel went off the straight and narrow, and even though Achitofel eventually becomes a Rosha, he is called a wicked person. By the way, his life ended in a suicide for the fact that he realized the folly of his ways and eventually he killed himself. But Achitofel was... 
not the most uh, wonderful, glorious, fantastic type of an individual. Still, King David says, hey, one second, he was my teacher. He taught me two profound things. He taught me to never learn alone. He taught me the attitude and the stance that I need to take in entering into the base medrash. And for this alone, I am always indebted. I am always going to be grateful for the two wonderful teachings of Achitofel. And perhaps more importantly, we learn this most important message, and particularly at times of difficulty. And we've all been going through our own version of difficult times, I guess. Some of it shared, but some of it completely and absolutely unique over the last couple of years as we've been battling the pandemic and as we've been in lockdowns and we've had all sorts of different um, attitudes and things that have been put forward and propagated. And uh, there sometimes tends to be an attitude and a tendency of, you know, I've got all the answers and I know what it's all about. And uh, we are perhaps a little bit too quick to discard the views of others and to think about um, another in this whole uh, story. And there is uh, big sessions of blame games, uh, not only uh, when it comes to the larger issues, but then the smaller issues as well. You know, you should have phoned me and not me should have phoned you. And uh, this is something that uh, I should have heard from you before you heard from me, etc., etc., etc. A lot of these things go around and come around and are around. And we need to remember that not only during this time should we be a little less judgmental, but we should also remember to show the apt and correct respect for those who have taught us anything, including friends who may have just taught you one minor, small little thing. And instead of saying, well, you know what, I am never going to talk to that person again, which, by the way, while it sounds to be a very, very part of Judaism, that we have faribles and we don't talk to people, Halacha tells us completely differently. It says that if a person is completely and absolutely, let's call it faribaldik, if a person is always finding fault, and if there are people within the family or the uh, communal orb that a certain person doesn't talk to, we have to question their background. We have to look and see if they are actually Jewish, because Judaism is forgiving, and Judaism is praiseworthy of the slightest little things that anybody and everybody has to share with us and teach us. And we need to, like King David, show the correct amount of respect and of honor and give the correct respect to those who have taught us even one small little thing, like you should never learn alone, as Achitofel taught King David. We need to remember that King David then taught us that that is worthy of the utmost respect we can learn, as the Mishnah has told us before, we can learn from everyone. And therefore, in parentheses here, the Mishnah in Pirkei Avot is teaching us that we need to show that kind of respect and dignity and credit for every single individual. Everyone has something that they could have taught us, that they did teach us, that they will teach us, and therefore we need to make sure that we show everyone that type of equal respect, no matter who they are, no matter what they are or where they are, no matter how ugly they may have been painted by those around you or by the world per se, we need to remember that they too have taught us something. And here we come to another point, and that is that within ourselves, 
there are often these kind of categories of individual. And we sometimes think, you know what, um, I have a really, really bad side to me. We call it our Sahara, my evil inclination, my bad side. And I have my godly side and anything from the bad side is so bad. But you want to know something? There is something you can learn from the bad side as well. Perhaps if we just think about the type of enthusiasm with which the Yetzirah, the evil inclination, would teach you to be enthusiastic and passionate and uh, wanting to do something that is exciting and enticing and really not that good for you, for the world or for others. We should employ that same kind of passion and that same kind of excitement and that same kind of mystique we should employ on the flip side for things that are good. And so there we go. Learn something good from your Yetzer Hara. Learn something good from your evil inclination. Learn something good from the Achitoifel that perhaps is within you, that is certainly within me, that's within each and every one of us. The negative can teach us some very, very positive, valuable lessons, and the least of which would be that we can learn from the negative side just how not to do something, how not to behave. And by the way, that is a principle within Judaism as well. There is very often the idea of taking a look at how people are doing something good and imitate them. The Torah exhorts us to take a look sometimes at how people are doing something bad and to know, therefore, that that is the way not to do it. And we should actually very often go out and do the exact opposite. And so therefore, let's look at all mankind, at all people, at all creatures, at everything in this world as a teacher, as something that deserves and should have our respect. And we respect things sometimes for what they've taught us to do. And we respect them sometimes for what they have taught us not to do. And during this difficult and struggling kind of time for all of us on a social kind of a level, on a family kind of a level, on a business kind of a level, on an economic level. We need to remember that kind of dignity that Torah wants us to deal with everything and everybody. There should not be people that we don't talk to, that we uh, shun, that we say, you know what, so bad, not coming into my environment, not going to have anything to do with Etc. Yes, of course, when they are impacting on your lives and they bring you down, you can keep your distance, but we should never oust anything and anybody. We should never believe that we are above it all and that there is nothing that we can learn from our fellow man. Get back to basics with Judaism 101 with Rabbi Michael Katz. So we've been talking about um, attitudes towards others during this period of time, but perhaps we should focus a little bit more attention on ourselves. Let's think about the month of Elul that we are in, which is this last month of the year, so to speak, building up to Rosh Hashanah, is a month in which, as we mentioned last time, has many different things that Elul actually stands for. The most popular, the most commonly known is that Elul stands for that verse, Ani Ledodi Vetodili. I am to my beloved and my beloved is to me, quoted from Shira Shirim, written by King Solomon, about the relationship, the love relationship between God and the Jewish people, between us and our Creator. And when we think about the very first word of that acrostic or of that verse, 
of what Elul stands for. The very first word is Ani. Ani. Ani meaning I. Ani Ladodi. I am to my beloved. And the first thing that we realize when we think about everything that we've got to do during this period of time is not just that the buck stops here, but there is something very important that is needed during this time that we've got to spend some time focusing on ourselves. Now, I know that this all sounds wrong. Surely we've got to spend more time focusing on others. But there's got to be a time when we focus on and we think about ourselves. When we take that proverbial look in the mirror and we say, what is there about me that needs to be fixed? What is there about me that needs rectification? What have I done that is right? And what have I done that is wrong? And how much can I learn not only from the achitofels of the world from the other side, but how much can I learn about myself from the world and from others and from our Torah and from our mitzvot and so on? And what can I learn even from my own behaviors? What can I learn from me? And what can, you know, ultimately, you're the one who knows you the best, I guess. We hope that we know ourselves. We know, sometimes we bluff ourselves, we kid ourselves. We put on a veneer, we think we're something that we're not. But most often, we do actually, deep down, know something about ourselves that nobody else knows, necessarily, or uh, that perhaps they don't know as well as we do. We know our likes and our dislikes. We know the things that bother us. We know when we get excited about something. And so perhaps, first and foremost, during this period of time, we need to focus on the ani. But we need to remember that there is a second word to that sentence, and that is lododi. I need to, once I have taken stock of myself, I cannot keep it stuck in that selfish, introspective, only about me space. I've got to take it, Lidodi. The reason why ultimately I need to know myself and I need to get a better handle on the things that I have done right and the things that I've done wrong and work on cleaning up my act is not only because I need to say that I'm sorry, because sorry alone won't be that helpful unless there is a resolve and a resolution to steer me in the right direction. And what is that right direction? I need to hone in on where I'm going. Lododi, I have to be for my beloved. I need to take me, once I have been refreshed, rejuvenated, fixed up, reoriented, and I need to point myself back in the right direction of Lododi. I need to turn myself towards my beloved. Who's my beloved? God. I need to make sure that I am doing what is right, not only in my own mind, but what is right in the eyes of the Almighty and right in the eyes of God, both from a Torah point of view, a mitzvot point of view, a humanity point of view. And then I will understand the first part of Anila Dodi Vedodi Li, which we hope comes in response. Get back to basics with Judaism 101 with Rabbi Michael Katz. Judaism 101.9 with Rabbi Michael Katz. It's great to be in your company and we're ending off our show today with the idea of Ani Ladodi, I am to my beloved. Remember, we need to make sure that I am who I am, and I am what I am, and that I am authentic. And we've spent a long time now, during this period of lockdown, I guess, to get to know ourselves a little bit better. 
I hope that we have really got to the core of uh, what we truly are all about. People have said that they have learned better at home how to daven, but now we need to put it into practice. We've got to get back to shuls. You know, if we think about it, shuls and a shul environment and prayer in community have been part of Judaism um, from day one. It cannot be, and it certainly is not right and it's not correct that now during uh, the couple of years that we have been in this state of pandemic and coronavirus around and so on, and that we've been in lockdown and so on, that uh, suddenly privacy is uh, what is demanded, that I need to daven alone, I need to learn alone. Remember, we learned that from even from the likes of Achitofel. We need each other. We need community. It's time to... Having gotten to know ourselves, to direct ourselves back to Le Dodi, to get ourselves back to our beloved. Whether that beloved is found in the learning that we're doing, whether our beloved is found in the mitzvot that we're doing, whether our beloved is found in the shul that we're going to attend now during the month of Elul and over the time of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. But we need to be directing ourselves Le Dodi. And then we can be sure that Hashem will say, I will come to the rescue. God has always promised us that this is not the end of the game, that the story is not over, that the challenges are not what is going to get the better of us, but that we can overcome them all. Let's direct ourselves. Let me take control of me. Point myself in the right, in the correct direction. And we know that just by taking that great step, in the right direction towards God. God will respond in kind. And he'll send us hopefully a Shana Tova Umetuka, a happy, healthy, and a sweet year. And we want to wish you that at the same time as we wish you a great rest of the week, a great Shabbat up ahead, and a beautiful, beautiful month of Elul, of which we still have three and a half weeks um, of this special, special time to point ourselves in the right direction, head towards our Dodi, our beloved, the Almighty, and may that hopefully bring us all the wonderful rich brachot, rich brachas that Hashem has in store for us now and for the coming year and for the future. And look forward to being back with you same time, same place next week on another program of Judaism 101.5.